0: There's some really cool things we're doing, and all of that stuff is, is forward-facing for, it's, it's, it's based on things that our, our customers are asking us for. Our clients say, man, I really have a trouble with keeping all of this straight. Okay, let's see if we can figure out a way to incorporate something in our system that makes it work for them. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your
1: high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and
0: investing success with your host, Ron Phillips. Because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here. Heather Marchant here. Hey,
1: hey. (sighs) (laughs) We decided that we want to talk a little bit about what we do because I had a client, actually it was a new client um, that reached out to me and he found us on the podcast. And he said, I had no idea like really what you guys did. And I've been <laughs> listening to the podcast for a long time.
0: I, so, I, I, I really think that when people, um, I don't know, this is probably a headspace issue, but I have a problem talking about, I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time talking about that because I'm, I don't want the podcast to to become this yeah. like salesy thing, right? Where I'm, I'm here pitching you guys every week. I actually want people to leave here with usable, like they, I want people to come here. I want you guys to come and leave and think that's awesome, actionable stuff. And I don't have to pay anything for
1: it. Yeah. And I I actually like doing it personally because I send out these links to my clients when they have questions. Um, It means that they get a more complete answer. There's someone talking to them on a video versus me explaining it over the phone. It helps them understand it better. So as a good example, um, I had a client ask me about cost segregation and I said, hey, here's an awesome podcast on cost segregation. So I do it all the time. So it helps me personally in what I do. So I bring my clients questions here um, so I guess in some ways, Ron is completely selfless and I have a degree of selfishness. In, in
0: the podcast. <laughs> well, we all do because, um, when I do that, I, I get a lot of benefit from this just from doing it. I, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, um, it is fun. so selfishly I do this because I want to, and I really don't, I mean, other than the fact that I really want you guys to listen, I don't really care. I just want to come here and talk about what I want to talk about. So, um, <laughs> Today, I'm not going to talk about what I want to talk about, but there have been several people who go, what's the point? Like, what do you guys do? You keep talking about your business and your team, and you tell us all this cool stuff about them. We still don't even know what the heck you do. (laughs) So to that end, today, we're going to share with you what we do. I'm going to try to weave some really cool stuff in there for you guys so that you've got some usable something um, out of it. But yeah, I mean, this all started, I'll go way back, like way back 20 years ago, When I first started in real estate, um, I got started because I got fired. I mean, I wouldn't call it that back in the day with reality of the situation is I didn't have a job. I went into a meeting and when I left the meeting, I didn't have a job. So uh, you call it what you want. They they didn't say you were fired, but I think they said something more like, we don't have enough money to pay you. Same difference. It doesn't make any (laughs) difference. So then I was looking for a job and I found, say, i had been reading about real estate. I was interested in real estate for years. I'd been interested in, in, in real estate and investing in real estate. Um, and
1: Ron, how young were you and you were interested in real estate? You were only in your 20s.
0: I was really young. Um, uh-huh. So my, my grandpa made quite a bit of money and he had several houses. In uh-huh. When you're a kid, you can only appreciate the fact that your grandpa has cool houses when you go to the lake because the lake is a cool place. And, you know, Florida because there's alligators out the back door and it's yeah. close to bush gardens and stuff you know and it's so you paid attention
1: because you had fun in his house yeah
0: and <laughs> you know my dad i got old enough in my teenage years to understand that he had fixed these things up my dad told me that he fixed these things up and then he would sell them and mm-hmm. then he would take the profits and go buy another one and fix it up and he was always working on them hmm. which really isn't my speed i mean if anybody knows me that's that's wrong angle for run. but <laughs> I went in the military. When I came back out of the military, I came back to my hometown and my recruiter was still in my hometown. He was no longer in the military. Hmm. And he was this like real estate mogul all of a sudden. He was a realtor in town, but he owned a bunch of rental properties. He told me a little bit about it. He told me about the VA, what I could do with it. And I actually tried to buy a fourplex as my first property and rent the other three out, but I didn't have any experience They wouldn't give me the loan, right? So, um, I tried really young, like my early twenties, to to figure this out with no help, no seminar, no books, no nothing. Just I tried, I tried to do it because my I saw my recruiter was doing really well. Why I didn't hate my recruiter like everybody else did is a whole <laughs> different ball game. But uh, I didn't. He's kind of a cool guy, Craig Conan, out there in Warrensburg, Missouri, still doing real estate. I'm sure. Uh, huh. anyway, good good people. That's um, anyway, I, so from there, I. I think everybody's kind of heard my progression, but from there I, I rehabbed houses with my brother. I got my first deal. I went to a seminar, got my first deal. And then we did business, my brother and I rehabbed houses in inner city, Kansas city for a bit. <clears throat> Wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Carrying
1: a gun. That's the only part I remember.
0: Yeah. Just not not concealed. Um, <laughs> you know, just want everybody to make sure they know I got it. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, just, it's just a different, uh, that was completely different than what I do now. But um, this company started because there was, there was a need for rental properties in my marketplace. Met a guy who was selling rental properties to people in California. And at the time I was rehabbing and flipping houses, which was like a crack hit. I mean, you, you get big amounts of money, you get them fast and you know, then we would spend them, right? We would just put it right back in the business. We, we never had a whole bunch of cash because we were constantly rolling the money in the bill. And it was like a, I was like an addict, you know? Mm. And I didn't really understand the rental thing very well when I first heard it because it was these tiny little amounts of money over time. And it seemed really stupid to me. Like, why would anyone do this? Yeah. When you could go and you could rehab houses and get like 20, 40, 60, $80,000 a pop until I met some people who had them and they had a lot of them and they really didn't work at all. Ever. Now that, (laughs) that part seemed pretty cool because we were, because John and I worked really hard uh, at our rehab business, really hard. So anyway, I just approached this guy and I said, Hey man, I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll take care of Kansas city market. Let me open this thing up. And I did. And then I opened up a couple other markets and we sold, we sold hundreds and hundreds of, of houses to people out of state man, then just more from there. Like I, I started doing my own seminars and, you know, we were finding our own leads and, you know, all of that blew up in 2012. And then I started over all over again, doing. The same you weren't thing.
1: rehabbing at this, like, when did you stop rehabbing?
0: No. And I guess that's a pretty cool thing for people to understand. Like, I, I think there's, I think as business people, sometimes we ask the wrong questions to ourselves instead of asking, how can I do this? We go, Man, I'd really like to do this, but then there's the tax liability. There's this and there's this. And we talk ourselves out of whatever it is instead of saying, How can I do this? Like, how does a guy go from like broke as a joke, fired, young family?
1: How many just, kids did you have?
0: Just, that just time? Ashley. Just, just Ashley. Ashley. Okay. Bare, barely. Barely Ashley. Barely <laughs> Ashley. And uh, I mean, her voice was there, Ashley. I know Ashley's probably going to listen to this. you going to say, but "I she, know, I'm
1: she, so funny." You were I mean, barely she there.
0: She had young, <laughs> She had some lungs. I don't. The tiny little body. She had lungs. In that, that girl <laughs> had some lungs. Anyway, um, barely there physically, but her presence <laughs> still is too. Still is. Her presence is still Anyway, how does a guy like that go from there to doing hundreds of deals a year? Well, you ask a better question. How can I do hundreds of deals a year, not own any of them, have no, um, I've got, have no skin in the game and still make a lot of money? Because that sounds impossible.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially that fast.
0: I mean, how, how do you do that, right? Because it, the, the rehab mindset that people have, the, the buy-sell mindset is I have to either build them or I have to rehab them. In order to do that, I need tons of capital, millions, tens of millions of dollars. worth of time,
1: like you're still trading hours for dollars. Like as a rehabber, um, I, Ron and I were talking about this a long time ago that you were, you said, I, I realized I wasn't an investor because I was still trading hours for dollars. So it wasn't passive income I was getting when I sold these houses. It was just another version of a job, right? Instead of an investor. Now,
0: can you build that into a business? Absolutely. You can. Yeah, Sure. You can. You still have all the liability though. So how do you build a business? I mean, I built a business here. I mean, think, think this through guys. I I don't buy any houses. I, I sell hundreds of them. I mean, my company makes millions of dollars a year doing this. And if the market turns, I can turn just like that. Yeah. I don't have tons of inventory. One of the things that I learned early on, we got stuck with, I can't remember how many houses, but enough houses that it hurt because the government, because HUD changed their guidelines. So we were selling rehab properties in Kansas City. And the only way you could sell them in this particular part of Kansas City is through a HUD loan. It's the only way people could qualify, right? So when HUD changed their guidelines and made us have 12 months on title, we were in effect out of business they shut our business down. Now that didn't eliminate the amount of capital that was on the ground. It was still there. So I had all of that. My brother and I had that weight on us. That didn't go away just because they changed the regulations. So if I wanna change from that kind of a market where I'm the guy who's bought everything and I'm the one who has all the capital on the ground, That ship's hard to turn. That ship's really difficult to turn quickly. But if I'm not the guy who has all of that on my back, I can turn the ship immediately. Mm -hmm. And that has served us very well, Heather. I mean, hundred percent. You were you were the. You were there back in the day.
1: I was. I started working with Ron in uh, 2007. So
0: before all hell broke loose, I had
1: no idea what was coming. I didn't know anything about real estate, so I just came on to be kind of like an assistant. I think I was, my title was the director of first impressions. I
0: believe you're right about that. Yes. uh,
1: It was super weird, but (laughs) we, we had a really good first impression after I came. Yeah. So we have been working together for a really long time. So I didn't meet Ron during the rehab days. I met Ron during the think outside the box. What if I would have rented all these properties that I kept Mm -hmm. and then a mind shift change. So what effectively our company is is Ron is the broker, licensed um, still back in the Missouri days, so um, all of we have a sales team, licensed sales agents, and we are part of a brokerage right so the way our company operates is we look for deals across the country now we 're not just locked into Kansas City and so fun. I don't have to drive a Beamer and drive people around on the weekend as a real estate agent. I am a real estate agent that focuses nationwide on good places to buy rental property, which is like the sky's the limit. specific
0: partners in specific areas, chosen and vetted um, you know, through, through the way that we run our system. Right. And so it's not like we're just going in and picking properties off the multiple listing service and saying, Hey, this one's probably going to be a good deal. Yeah. We work specifically with builders and rehabbers, the guys like doing just what I was doing before. Um, <clears throat> and we teach them our system and then we work with them and we work with them long term. Yeah. And so it's just a, it's just a different, different way to do it. Um, some, some people t- tell me that I'm an, an, ag- I'm an aggregator, mm. which is a really big word for I bring a whole bunch of things together, right? Yeah. And that's really what we do in essence because we, we educate people, right? And we, we take people who don't know anything about real estate and people who do know a little bit about real estate and we bring them through an education process that teaches them what they need to know and we create buyers Mm-hmm. We now, when now we have a person here who goes, yeah, I think that's cool. I, I like everything that has been discussed. How do I do this? Oh, by the way, yeah, we have these cool, all tucked in a nice little box and with a bow on top mm-hmm. properties over here, they have tenants, we have financing, we have all of these things all packaged together mm-hmm. and here you go, if you want one. And then the really cool thing is we don't have to charge the, our clients. So our clients don't pay us any money because we get paid by the sellers like every other real estate broker in America does. And it's this incredible win, 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 because yeah. sellers need to sell their properties. We have people over here who want to buy them. And we in the middle have put everything together in all the pieces. And then we've used our massive amount of, of sales to be able to go in and negotiate both on the on the buy side, on the property management side, on, on, on the Um, lending side on all of that. And we pass along all of those savings to our clients. Man, over time, we've been able to really augment this thing because, you know, people call us to sell their properties. Now we don't even have to reach out anymore because people have heard of what we can do. And same thing on the buyer side.
1: Yep. I mean, I just, I've been betting three sellers in the last week and getting all the systems in place because we have pretty high expectations on our sellers. So just yesterday, I was on the call with one of the new sellers and I said, remember in the seller agreement, there was a bullet point that said seller supplies all the appliances. And he's like, yeah, I think I missed that. Okay, yeah, I'll get appliances in there because he was saying appliances weren't included. And I said, no, the appliances are included. And this is how, so it's very specific criteria. The tenant's gonna be in place. You're gonna have a home warranty, all these things that we did. Demand of our sellers. So, the way I explain it too is I say once you have a really good solid relationship, and a lot of these relationships go back years and some even longer than a decade, and so you just kind of rinse and repeat. Like you're just saying, okay, that house was awesome. Those granite countertops and that rehab was awesome. Let's do it again. Do you have any more? And so it ends up that we're able to help everybody. And as Ron mentioned, the win-win, I mean, it goes through the whole thing. Nobody gets ripped off in order to make this work, which I love. It's very fulfilling. That throws our clients off a little bit at first because real estate is such a Ugh, I don't know. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of greed and what's in it for me ness. And so it feels so great to have a business model that works for everybody. I mean, our sellers. I talked to a lender just a couple of days ago, and I said, "Hey, if our clients ever are treating you poorly or you know talking like inappropriately to you, I guess will be the easiest way to say it." I'm like, "I want you to let me know because we have enough clients and enough properties." That we just say we get a kind we of will
0: fire out. your butt. Yeah. We will fire you. Ron's
1: always more blunt than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We don't we don't have to work with and that's probably why we don't push it on the podcast either. Is yeah. not we're not needing to use this as an avenue. Um, people are coming to us from the podcast because of our message on here, but it's not this wasn't the dream behind having a podcast. So
0: yeah. And you probably realize that now because we're in our second year and I basically don't ever, I mean, I basically don't ever talk about what we do, which is weird. Everybody's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta like do something. Like people are going to want to know what you do. And of course n- now I realize that people are asking, so this is what we do. And, um, I like to think we do a really, really good job, um, with our clients. They, you know, 70% of our clients buy multiple properties. So we got to be doing something right. Yep. Um,
1: For sure i mean we have internal um i think our as far as our staff we always talk about on this show and our awesome staff because we do have great people Uh, we are still a small business but we have a escrow team that oversees all the paperwork and so we try to make it as passive as possible for our clients trying to be a little more full service Um, and then after closing customer service so that way it's not, you're not outsourced. Um, our, our clients aren't outsourced Sorry, I'm used to talking to clients. <laughs> um, it makes it a lot easier to help someone who needs that education. Like Ron talked about where we're bridging yep. education and implementation. That, or help. Or you help. Know, just
0: help yeah. because something went wrong afterwards, you know, and yeah. you'll, you'll buy a property off the multiple listing service and you're on your own and, and something happens with the management company. You're, you're stuck. Yeah. 100%. Um, and we don't do that to our clients. Sometimes we get a little frustrated because people really should <laughs> kind of take ownership of their own stuff. But we, you know, we try really hard to help them understand how to make this thing work long term. Yeah. Because, and, and again, selfishly, <laughs> they keep buying properties from us. So we'd be a little short sighted not to do it that way. But, yeah. you know, it's part of our core values. We just can't not yep. help people. I mean, sometimes we, you know, sometimes we want to teach people how to fish instead of giving them a a really awesome cooked tuna.
1: And I think that comes with time. I, I tell clients that I hear from them a lot in the beginning. They'll have a lot of questions. That's just normal. And then over time, I just hear from you less and less until you're ready to buy another property because... I try to do mentorship and help teach them how to solve their own problems. I copy them on emails that I'm sending so they know what questions I'm asking and how I approach problems. And um, overall, our company goal is to usually, most of our clients help them achieve their goal, which most of the time our client's goals are to replace their income, um, retire. So we've talked about that on the show, giving them an opportunity.
0: So we built this killer software and the whole purpose behind this killer software is to be able to show people that, what Heather just said. How, How can works. you take your assets that you have, because all of them are different, and put them in the appropriate buckets, use live properties, use real properties to show you what can actually happen with them over time, where we can reposition them five years later. We talked a little bit about that in, in previous episodes where you reposition, you grow your portfolio bigger. So we built this software to be able to do that. And then it's kind of taken on this other life where it runs our entire business and we've created a client portal so that all of your documents are stored in there and so that you can consistently look at your wealth plan and see what's going on with it. And there's some really cool stuff that we're, that we're planning right now where we can... Oh. Oh, where we can sync with your property managers. And part of the reason we're going to do that is because we have, you know, some clients who have 10 properties in, you know, maybe eight different states and they have eight different management companies. They get eight different reports. And it's hard to keep all of that situated. And so what we're what we're in process of developing right now is a way that we can suck all of that information in and have one reporting system that you can get used to that just imports the data so that you have it and you can have one report that you have to learn how to read and only one and not eight mm-hmm. or yep. however many you've got there's some really cool things we're doing and all of that stuff is is forward-facing for it's 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 based on things that our our customers are asking us for our clients say man i really have a trouble with keeping all of this straight okay let's see if we can figure out a way to incorporate something in our system that makes it work for them so I
1: think a couple of takeaways I heard in what you were saying, Ron, for business owners is listen to your clients and their concerns because we've listened and tried to be pretty agile in following, you know, a little bit of a bob and weave to to get what our clients need. Um, that's paid off big time. And and watching for repeat business. I think sometimes we have these huge marketing budgets as companies instead of really focusing on taking care of your clients you already have. And getting so referrals. much easier to keep
0: a client than it is to get a new one. So much easier.
1: Yeah, lots and lots of referrals. I've been doing it a long time. So uh, in in the company, I'm the one that gets the most referrals, but I think it's mostly because I've been here the longest, right? So I have the most people that I've worked with. So having those client referrals, I mean, I usually get three, four client referrals a week. So watching for for that part of your business that you could maybe improve. So that way you can not have to work as hard to drum up new business.
0: So. Yep. Yep. I mean, bringing out,
1: bringing out the takeaways.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that was great. Because I, I think that's, I think that's true. Um, and listen to the right clients. I think I would add to that, right? Because yeah, true. Some, of them, <laughs> some of them just make noise and you know, there's one that makes noise. Yeah. Can't you listen to the one that makes, you do have to listen yep. to the one that makes noise, but you don't have to change your structure because of one that makes noise. Yes. listen to ever listen to the the majority of your people and mm-hmm. uh, and they'll tell you what they need and and then try your best to make it work right so so we are actively doing that we've been actively doing that for years um
1: yeah we've we've um worked with some of our clients we've worked with so long term that i i mean i know all their kids names and i think having an an invested interest in the people that you yeah. work with is so valuable and it's also fulfilling it's way more fun, <laughs> way more fun for, sure. for our culture. Um, I, we did an episode a couple weeks ago when one of our clients passed away. Um, and it's, it, you know, you just care about people and you're able to help more people. So anyhow, I think, I think that's what a couple of the main things I love about our culture and our company is that everybody wins in every transaction. There's very, very few times where we end up with a losing team. And that feels awesome. And being able to help people achieve their goals and not like focusing on their goals and not mine, which is what that wealth plan is really all about. So anyhow. Yeah,
0: and it's, and it's easy to do that because it doesn't make any difference whether the properties in, in a certain market or another market, our company makes the same amount of money, it doesn't make any difference. And so what we, what we really try to focus on is what is, what's in it for you guys. So what's in it for our clients, how can we help them reach their goals? And we can do that because, well, it, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference which one it is, right? We, we sell the one that's yeah. going to be best for whoever it is. And that's yeah, also and really, one, really cool. One well, thing cool I noticed to, be able to do that, this is what I was saying.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, one other takeaway I thought of too is watching your business for, um, Eh, I guess someone encroaching in on your space, and there's been a lot of tech entering the real estate space in the last i mean gosh decade, probably with a lot of um people looking online for properties and stuff and so we've seen a lot of clients purchase online kind of sight unseen and really struggle and have a very poor experience and so we've we've watched that, and so to stay. Stay current and stay um, nimble with the, with your industry to make sure that you're ahead of you know where the industry's going. so we've been that's one of the reasons we've been developing our software is watching current trends and where a lot of people are actually going to struggle if they don't have guidance and standards in owning rental properties are, we just don't deviate from our standards. We never have our clients buy in flood zones is like a really simple example. So if you are just buying online sight unseen, so we've been watching that and trying to protect against people getting in big trouble.
0: Yep. I'm not sure what else we can say about exactly what we do. I mean, that's, that's what we do. It's not really that complicated.
1: It really isn't. Once you understand, it's like, there's a lot of
0: moving parts and it it actually, it actually kind of is really complicated, but the concept of it is really pretty simplistic, you know, from a, a client's perspective, it's really not that complicated. It's pretty simplistic.
1: And I think we 've done a really good job of looking for opportunity to help other businesses win, so we like you mentioned Ron, how we leverage our bulk buying power or our, you know our volume of business to be able to get better discounts for our clients, which means more cash flow for them, which means everybody wins again, right so the property manager gets more business so I think looking for opportunity that way to collaborate um, has been really helpful for our business model to be able to find a way for our clients to benefit from our bulk buying power we have lower insurance premiums as an example from just having a lot of sales
0: so yeah and we could we could take some of that money yeah we just don't yep we give better deals and i i think that a i think that's the right thing to do but b it gives us an edge where Mm -hmm. we can we can our our deals are just a little bit better Mm -hmm. because we have we have some bulk buying power and we're able to leverage that into better deals for, yep. for our clients. Um, I mean, hopefully that answers the question about what, what we actually do them. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what we do. We, we're a consultative company. We sit down with you, we go over your, uh, your assets, where they are, w- what they can do. And then you know if, if all of that sounds like something that you'd like to do, then we have the properties already. They're already done, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's super easy to implement at that point. And that, that's what we do.
1: Yeah. And I tell people, be prepared. It's addicting. It, it is. <laughs> it's really and
0: fun. It, and it, it's a good addiction. It's a very good yes. addiction. It's a healthy, good addiction <laughs> like going to the gym. It's great. Fantastic. Well, so there you go. Whoever, however many of you have asked us, there you go. Now you, now you know it's in an episode.
1: True. And now I can send this out. That saves me like 25 minutes. There you
0: minutes. go. Done. <laughs> Done, everybody. <laughs> If you like <laughs> us, share us, please. Um, if you're interested in the company that we just talked about, it is at rpcinvest.com. You can go there. You can also email us at invest at rpcinvest.com. You can find the show at getrealestatesuccess.com. All that will be in the show notes. And um, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate you doing all the stuff you do And and send us some questions and things that you'd like to hear about because... Heather, just like this, we will likely do a show about them. So, yep. you want to know how I get my hair just like this? <laughs> just send in the question.
1: Send in the question.
0: Just send in the question.
1: Everyone wants to know, Ron. So, Of
0: course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> all right, Thanks everybody. Thank me. you. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.